today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuum Man, who sponsored this fine program, uh, joins us once again. Uh, great to have you back on the program. Hope you had a good week, Adam. I did. I did, Bill. You know what? It was Small Business Week, and I can tell you it's... Uh, it was one of those, I, I talked to a lot of small businesses, and I can tell you this week has been sort of one of those sad weeks, but I hear it's leading off on a high note because many small businesses right now, due to the pandemic and part of the closure, uh, I've been hearing are starting to get uh, their payments. So the government had promised the funding. So I, I was going to start the show off with, geez, Bill, it's been really, really, really sad. And now I can finish it with many businesses reaching out to me, letting me know they're getting their payments. So everyone's feeling a little bit of breath of, or, or breath of, uh, of, of, ex- of excitement and hopefully some time to be able to let them kind of get them through. And I know there's lots of businesses out there that are still struggling. So um, anyway, I, I, I kick this show off with, as a small business, to all small businesses, uh, this is a recognition for all of you that have contributed to the economy. And, uh, and with that, I, I certainly hope we'll all be able to recover sooner than later. Well, I was going to wish you a happy Small Business Week, but it's not a happy Small Business Week for an awful lot of people. Uh, but the good news is, of the segment we did about an hour ago, they, we were talking about the economic projections. And the U.S., of course, is, is just doing sensationally well these days. Uh, and it's because they've got the pandemic under control. They've got the vaccination program rolling. And uh, the Bank of Canada and other institutions are projecting the same sort of thing for Canada. Uh, we, we were neck and neck with the states in the first quarter. We fell behind because of the vaccination program and, and the lockdown here in Ontario. Don't get me started on that uh but they figured by you know as we get into the fall season that uh, we're going to be in pretty decent shape here and that's good news because consumers have money and they want to spend it so open the doors mr premier okay off my soapbox <laughs> well and i'm right there with you i got the flag i'm, I'm waving it bill if you could see it, it, it it's virtually behind you man i'm waving it small businesses here i am i'm trying i'm trying to vocalize it on your behalf yes now, listen, uh, Vacuum Man, one of your great companies, of course, is always on the cutting edge when it comes to technology. Uh, and you've talked about electric vehicles and, and vehicles for the 21st century. What are you guys up to? Well, you know what? I mean, as a duct cleaning company, you think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's just a vacuum and a bunch of dirty guys coming into your home, and that's not the case. That is not what we do, okay? What we are is is an innovative company with, with myself and Michelle leading the ship. I can tell you, I use technology in every business I have, and one of them is always about where we're going in the future. And uh, one of those elements is, of course, we're talking about electric vehicles being the forefront, not just for consumer vehicles, but for the commercial world. So uh, whether it's a duct cleaning company like Vacuuman, or it could be a plumbing company, an electrician, uh, a lot of the commercial vehicles are going to become electric. And Ford made the announcement that this they're going to actually come out with the vehicle next year. So it's not, you know, possibly coming. It's already about to be announced. As of July, Ford made the announcement that uh, uh, small businesses that are in the trades will be able to get a Ford Transit vehicle, uh, which a lot of commercial uh, tradesmen use, uh, and it will be gasless, meaning that we are moving forward into that vision of becoming a, a climate change-minded business, 
And these are fully electric, which give the same power and can carry the same weight as a gas vehicle. And that was a problem in the past, uh, Bill, was that uh, could these vehicles be capable of living up to what a gas-powered vehicle was, uh, carrying the weight, going the distance, and Ford is... Uh, you know, taking the lead with that. Uh, notice we're saying a lot more mainstream automotive companies, not just yeah. Tesla anymore. Um, no, they've all, they've all sure. invested in it now. Well, yeah, they're committed to it for sure. I mean, but it's good to see that this is actually not just a consumer electric vehicle world. They're trying to migrate it into the commercial end. And I'm excited to say that Vacuumane will be one of the leading vehicle, uh, commercial operating uh, businesses that is going to be leading in that, in that innovative change for the future. Excellent. Good stuff. And good on you guys. That's fabulous. What is going on with Facebook? I mean, you know, for those who are still on Facebook, and anybody, hands up, uh, there's a few, I guess. Uh, <laughs> these guys have tried really to, to sort of reinvent themselves, and uh, they're coming up with different ploys here. I don't know how successful it's going to be, but what's this, this neighborhoods thing that they're talking about now? Well, if you if you turn on Facebook, and I'm not sure if anybody has recently, as you mentioned, um, but those of us that are using Facebook and and signed in, you may have noticed there was a, there was a, a notice, a little announcement that that popped up that said, "Welcome to neighborhoods." Now, this was a pilot project that was out in Calgary, and think of it as you know, Facebook is really meant to be a community to begin with, where you can talk to your friends and your family, and and you know, it, it obviously uh, exploded. It was not necessarily all positive news. But they've got this new feature called Neighbors uh, in this new neighborhood uh, community. It actually um, takes all the data they know about us and more or less puts it into an environment that you can now interconnect with your community, meaning that if uh, Corktown, for example, in Hamilton, uh, if you're in Corktown, which is a small little area of the of Hamilton uh, within the city, um, that anyone that's on Facebook would be able to interconnect with that. Now, what would that mean? What does that, you know, how does that benefit mm-hmm. of anyone? Um, a lot of it is to support local uh, messaging. So say it's a small business, uh, could be a small little retailer, it could be uh, a candle shop or someone from their home baking cookies that is sharing in that community. We may, we may not know everyone in our own neighborhood. Specifically, uh, you remember FPM3 had sponsored Lightsabers Park for yeah, many yeah. years. And, and the people in the community only knew about it when they saw us out there as the staff kind of, you know, cleaning up the park. Well, in this new feature coming out with Facebook, uh, the community would be able to interconnect locally so you would know what's going on around your neighborhood. It's actually very interesting. I might give this one a Adam's approval bill, uh, only because I find it great that you can uh, be aware of programs that are happening around your neighborhood. So it could be an alleyway cleanup. It could be a park awareness or something that's happening that you go, what's going on at the church down the street or, or what's going on with that business? This is actually a feature within Facebook that might lead itself to become positive in our community. Well, uh, for those of you that are still using it and uh, not tired of the same five people <laughs> propping up all the time, uh, give it a shot. Maybe it is. I, I, there are some positives to that. Listen, we, we were talking about this uh, this cashless society, which is obviously the way of the future. And, and it's, it's, it's like so many other things. It's It's been magnified and, and, and exacerbated by the pandemic because who's got cash, right? And, and, who, and who accepts cash these days? Uh, Sweden has taken it to the next level, though, haven't they? Well, they've taken it to the level of which, yeah, by next year, Sweden will officially be cashless, Bill. That's that's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, uh, 
it's migrating and less and less people are using it. And of course, uh, what it, what does it take to be cashless? Well, it takes to have the ability to have internet. It takes the ability to have a smart device. It takes the, you know, so let's assume, and it's hard to believe though, that 1.7 billion people on earth still don't have access to technology. They don't have access to a, a bank account. Um, they require cash. So, you know, and that's been one of the debates. How are we helping those that don't, how do we become cashless when someone on a, uh, on a street corner, you know, wants to buy a coffee or wants to buy a meal and they can't because they don't have cash? Well, there's a new, uh, rollout of which is happening right now in Mexico. It's happening in Africa, where in India for that matter, where people, uh, are not able to have a, an electronic access to, uh, to purchase. What they can do, uh, they would still require internet. So there's a little caveat to this is that they would require internet, whether it's maybe going to a public internet cafe or whether the library, but what they could do is purchase a product. It's a hybrid model. And what they're testing and it's working quite well is that they would go in and use the internet to purchase online. And instead of entering your credit card, which uh, amazingly enough, many people don't have, uh, you can do a, uh, a hybrid model where you make the purchase and it gives you a ticket. Could be a number, could be a printout, could be almost like a little uh, 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 voucher. And what you could do is take it to a variety store uh, or take it to like a, a UPS store. And what it does is it allows the person to trade the voucher for the cash and they would be able to have a product delivered, whether it is maybe Amazon or, uh, or any other item. It's a little more work. But the bottom line is, how can we all move to a cashless society? This is one transition that is allowing those that don't have access to regular Internet. And, of course, in Canada, it's so cheap to have data plans in this country. Um, you know, it wouldn't be surprising that we may need to use this hybrid model uh, as a way for people to integrate cash for online purchases. That's a great idea. That way, there's nobody left behind. It's uh, it's something I think is probably going to spread. Now, we were talking uh, earlier on the program this week about, uh, well, the call from the U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer, who's the Senate Majority Leader now, and of course, in the Senate, uh, pleading with the President Biden to reopen the Canada-U.S. border. And it's probably going to happen sooner than later, uh, as other countries are starting to do the same thing now because of uh, the things that seem to be happening with the pandemic. But one of the concerns, Adam, they've always talked about is, okay, what are we going to do about security? Well, there's technology that's available, but I, my, my understanding is different countries are doing different things here. Well, I would say that, ironically, this one I wanted to bring attention to because I don't think Canadians quite understand that our Canadian border services, unlike the U.S. and unlike Europe, which Europe, by the way, is even passing a law that their artificial intelligent regulation isn't going to be allowed to be able to be used if you travel throughout Europe. Um, ours is actually in line with, I hate to say this, China, North Korea and, and Russia. Um, our technologies are $650 million, Bill is being spent on technology for our security, for Canadian security, with uh, facial recognition. And, you know, we, we, we hear about this, and we, you know, we'll get news about the U.S., and we get news about Europe, but, our, you know, there's not enough attention being actually drawn to Canada, whereas uh, no one's putting under the scrutiny of how this technology is a problem. How is it a problem? Well, first of all, the artificial intelligence and technology, <laughs> that when you come into the border, um, we're using facial recognition that is able to take your data, uh, catalog it, organize it, and it's got a lot of flaws. 
it discriminates against people of color, women, children, disabilities. Um, it even they're even investing. Uh, and this was going back a few years ago. Just to give a perspective of this with our Canadian borders, is that uh, they're using a lie detection avatar. It's being pilot tested. Obviously, maybe not used as much as uh, the borders being closed as they were. But this is a lie detection. So what what rights? In Canada, are we losing? And and we can say we're trying to protect our border, but this is uh, interesting. We're going backwards compared to the rest of the country, the world's uh, countries, um, in regards to security. So uh, it's something that I'll, I'll keep an eye on it, and I'll probably bring it up in other future tech talks, Bill. But it's something that, gets, as a guy who travels or used to, anyways, uh, between uh, the businesses across the countries, this is something I kind of makes me feel uh, concerned about my own country in Canada. I want to jump ahead here because I, I promised our listeners that uh, we wanted to cover uh, Bill C-10 because uh, I know you've got some thoughts on this. Uh, this is the, uh, the this is the government bill, the federal government bill right now. It's basically supposed to put limitations and some would say censorship on, on social media, on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on so many different things. Uh, it's getting a rough ride at committee right now, but uh, let's let's just open it up and tell me what you think about what's going on. Well, yeah, you just opened a floodgate here, Bill. I was wondering if we were going to get to Bill C-10, because let me tell you, I'm not a politician. Let me let me preface this with, Adam's not a politician. I am not. I may sound like one, and I may, I may want to pretend to be one, but let me be clear. If I was in the federal political system, boy, would you hear a bullhorn go off in that room. And first, I would be screaming to high heaven about Bill C-10 is the absolute worst uh, bill I think could ever be passed. And as much as I know the Liberals are going to be amending it, it's got bullet holes all through this thing. It is leaking with problems. So I'll, I'll give a quick summary here. Uh, Bill C-10 is more or less telling citizens of Canada that if you upload content, it will be regulated. Why? Because, of course, we need to protect the Canadian content system pertaining to how YouTube and Netflix and all these streaming services, Amazon, uh, Disney and otherwise, are, are taking advantage of, of advertising uh, revenues that is not being circulated back into the Canadian system, very similar to where a global radio network like CHML contributes regularly. Okay. So how are they looking to do this? Well, they're very much claiming, they being our government, uh, that this Bill C-10 is not going to impact the uploads of what content we will be uploading. They're going to only regulate this for the betterment of Canadian content through YouTube directly. So have no fear. Here's Adam's preface to that. That is not being thought through. If you put the pressure on YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, all of them, all you're doing is forcing a suppression of Canadian content within our own country. So if Adam does this show with Bill and we throw it up on YouTube, yes, our fellow Canadians will be able to be seen. YouTube will regulate it similar to how they've done it with children. When you upload a video, it will say, is this made for children? Yes or no. If you say, no, it's not, anyone under the age of 16 will not be able to see the video. This is going to happen in Canada. Social media will be suppressed to the point that we will not be able to be seen or heard outside of our own country. And that's really a problem. How can we become influencers? How can we become great regulating embodies, creating content? That's my main problem with Bill C-10 is it's not being properly mandated. They're going to put the pressure on the high guys and all of these major corporations are going to go, no problem. You want to stay in your country? That's exactly where you'll be. Build the wall up virtually through social media. 
Well, and there's, there's so many different levels, and you've just touched on one of the important ones. The other, of course, is, well, you've heard the word used often in the debate here, is censorship. Uh, and I get, you know, the, these guys have the best of intentions because we've talked about some of the major concerns about some of the content on social media. You know, it's, it's in some cases, it's downright illegal, uh, but, you know, it, it crosses the line many times. But, you know, are the government the people, the ones who should actually be regulating that? And more importantly, uh, are they the ones that should be setting the parameters and the standards for that? I mean, because one of the things that was in the initial bill, I think it's been taken out now, is that uh, that you can have stuff taken down right now if it is politically sensitive and you're actually criticizing the government. Well, we have a right to do that in this country, Adam. You, you can't regulate that. Absolutely. And this is why I say the freedom, <laughs> taking it to that level, Bill, imagine if you were only allowed to broadcast to Canadians and then on top of that, add the caveat to, well, and you're also not allowed to talk about the government. I hate to say this, but I don't know if they've got this like instruction book or this bill, if they've got a copy from North Korea or not, and they're just kind of like leafing through and picking <laughs> certain paragraphs. But whatever it is, I'm going to have to say Someone's not thinking this through properly. It's going to take some time. This is not a bill that needs to be pushed through. Am I in agreement? Something has to happen to the degree of protecting and making sure that our Canadian uh, content is not damaged? Yes. But am I to the tune of, hey, let's rush this through, generalize it. And let me tell you something. There is nothing clear and concise when it comes to the government. So it's going to be based on interpretation, and their interpretation will always win over us. And, and as you say, this is going through committee right now, and uh, there's, there's a lot of debate still to come on this. So we'll uh, keep our listeners up to speed on what's happening. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, a lot more to talk about. We'll have to hold some stuff off till next week uh, about, uh, well, I, I was kind of intrigued about uh, hydrogen cars, but uh, that's a bit of a teaser. I'm sure we'll talk about that next Friday. Uh, always a pleasure, Adam. Have a great week uh, so far. Uh, it's been so far so good anyway. Uh, Mother's Day coming up, lots of stuff happening. So uh, we'll uh, enjoy the weekend and then get back together again next Friday. Thanks, Bill. Have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to uh, all the mothers out there, and uh, I'll chat to you next week as well. Take care. You betcha. Adam Oldfield, of course, the host of uh, this program, and of course, the president and CEO of Vacuman, who sponsored Tech Talk here on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.